As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back to another episode of the Good Intentions Podcast. It's your girl, Queen Cass. And your boy, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking, Gidna. Don't beat me up. Don't, don't beat me up. I'm joking. Ooh, so, yeah. Gidna not in the building today, unfortunately. Aww. But fortunately, I'm But here. fortunately, our producer, Jess with the mess, is here. I'm just kidding. That sounds good, don't it? If you was no, messy, Jesse the no. messy. That's already a thing. It is. Jess with the mess, yeah. We innovate. We don't copy. And she ruthless. Ooh, just the ruthless. Okay, you're doing a lot. I'm going to keep working. Yes, please, please, please. I don't give up. But um, I guess I'll take over what Gidna says. If this is your first time listening, remember to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Uh, I kind of stumbled. Right, Gidna would have been Gidna's job. Good job. Anyways, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe on Good Intentions Pod on Instagram. True. The YouTube page at... Oh, yeah. This is my first time. Good I intentions. I've only been out here in three days. It's my first <laughs> <laughs> you got it. And I don't be paying attention to what Gidna be doing. I know my part. Gidna, we need you. We come need back, you to come baby. Back, come like, back. Now. Mm-mm-mm. Yesterday. Yeah. But um, our producer will put in what he got to put in. Yeah. I'll put it on the bottom. All yeah. Right. It's going to be in the description. So. Nice. Ooh, how was your week? My week? I was a little under the weather, but um, I got better. I'm better now. Feeling a lot better. Happy to be here. Happy to help you out. Help me out. Help, yes. <laughs> you want to do what? I, okay. I'll no, leave. no, no, no. Thing. No, 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 no. We're so grateful oh, for okay. your help. No, wow. No, you don't sound Gr- like it. Oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not good at verbalizing my emotions as well. Oh, okay. I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, what are we going to do today? So, uh, how's your week? My bad. I'm being rude. Right, rude. Um, my week was heavy. Yeah, it's a lot going on. Heavy. Hmm. It's a lot going on in the world. And what the other day on Wednesday, I had to take a um, mental health day. Like I deleted all my social media, mm. and I just watched Avatar all day. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Deleting your social media. How often do you do that? I usually don't do that often. I'm pretty good at tracking my stay or like knowing how I feel and you know I use social media a lot as a form of entertainment Mm. and lately it hasn't been that right so lately it's been very heavy with all the Black Lives Matter protests and all these different things coming out in the light so when your source of entertainment becomes information and then like it was all these videos all these protests I had to take a day off and with me, I was feeling like um, I was feeling like that too, right? And I kept on seeing all of the videos over and over again, 
And at first, I was just so angry that mm-hmm. they were showing this man die over and over again. Right. And the way I felt, it was like watching myself die over mm-hmm. and over again. Because mm-hmm. he's a black man, right. I'm a black man. And I was just mad. I was like, I don't want to see myself die over and over right. again on the uh, everywhere I go, on mm-hmm. any social media. Right. But um, I was talking to one of my friends, and he said, well, imagine how his family feels. Imagine mm-hmm. how he would have felt. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to see that either. Right. But they don't have a choice. Right. So I, I really like Yeah, social media is different now. Like, we talk about it all the time. Even, like, Kobe Bryant, his autopsy report came out, and people was, I didn't read it, mm-hmm. but people had it out everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's such a clear lack of privacy now, and it's such a great, powerful tool because with a lot of protests, a lot of news were um, censoring a lot of different things. So we could go on Twitter. We could see what was happening in New York. We could see all these different things. But at the same time, there's so there's no privacy. Mm-mm. No privacy, it's especially tough. if you like a public figure. Like yeah. That's, that's, yeah, no privacy for you, man. But yeah, that social media. <sighs> yeah, sometimes you got to detach. I, I had to. And when you detach, it's like you realize you're not that important. I don't know how to explain it. So when you're on social media, it's like you think you have to say something. Mm. You think you have to retweet something. You have to like something. You have to share something on your story. You have to be involved, which, of course, you do. But when I took that day off, I was okay, you Mm. know. People kept going on about their lives. I don't know how to explain it, but, like, it wasn't. It makes me it makes me think of FOMO, like fear of missing mm-hmm. out. Like you're gonna miss something if I'm not on there, I'm gonna miss something. Like, right. Yeah. But, but it I the stuff I needed to know, I knew, <laughs> to be honest. hundred percent. The stuff I needed to know, I knew. And it, what I didn't need to know, I didn't. And at that moment, I'm telling you, it was it was peaceful. Which I was in Avatar Land, <laughs> watching Zuko and Oh man. It was good. Avatar's good. good. You like Avatar? I love Avatar. Oh my god. Ten out of ten. Who's your favorite character? <laughs> I really enjoy Azula. <laughs> what? I know, I know. She's so psycho, but... Uh, okay, for people who don't know, explain who Azula is. <laughs> explain. So Azula is the Fire Nation princess. <laughs> that sounds nice, She's a villain, it? y'all. She's a <laughs> villain. She's, yeah. She's, Not only is she a bad. villain, she's like, bad. you know how villains have, like, a kind, uh, some type of moral code that they believe in, you know? She don't. <laughs> She just hates everything and everybody, and she don't trust Whatever nobody. Whatever she wants goes. She gets it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy her. Oh, that's that's what you enjoy. You enjoy having it your way, pretty much. I saw in her, like, <laughs> what I wish I was more of. You know what I'm saying? Oh. So not necessarily the killing and, like, the angerness, but her, like, driving the determination to get the Avatar or to bring her brother down, like, her passion, like, doing whatever she has to do or she could do to make that happen. Not worrying about anybody Not worrying about feelings. even that. Not worrying about other people's feelings, this, that, and the third. Like, I have my mission. I'm going to get it done Irregardless, I like that. I'm not mad at it. What a good way to spend Azula. <laughs> she's really deranged. She's a villain. She's a psycho she's a psycho. Villain. She's a psycho but, psycho. Um, what are we gonna get into the two today? So we're gonna talk a little bit more about the Black Lives Matter protests. Okay, okay, okay. And we're gonna talk about social media, which we started, and then also on social media, there's been a lot of. How, I'm gonna phrase this properly. A lot of coming out a lot of honesty a lot of moment of transparency a lot of women and men coming forward and exposing some of the hardest 
moments in their lives, a lot of about sexual assaults, mm. rapes, and calling out their abusers and moments of transparency, which already off bat, I come in and I applaud them for doing that. So we'll be talking about that. So it's we're about be, to have a little tough episode. It's going to be a nice one. But it's yeah. going to be a nice one, I think, for sure. So recently, there's been a surge of protests. And I saw a tweet, or it was like all 50 states have been having protests. Uh-huh. I like it. Yeah, it was the first time that, I think in history, that all 50 states mm-hmm. have had protests. You're in yeah. Alaska. That means Wyoming. Yeah. <laughs> Idaho. Red states. All right. the red states where no black people are. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The whole country's coming together. It's just that powerful. Mm-hmm. I mean, but you also have to think, too, like, the country's shut down. Nobody's going to work. Right. Like, right. people have no nothing else to do but to... Right. Go out and, you know, do what's right. So you think that's what um, exasperated oh, um, the cause, like quarantine? I would say if it wasn't for quarantine, this wouldn't be as big. Really? It's sad to say, but yes, I believe that. I agree, because we have to look at what's different from this time mm-hmm. than versus all the other times. Because it's nothing different. Right. It's not, it's well, an, I, the only thing different, I think, in what connects with a lot of people is that you can visually see for nine minutes, minutes, for eight mm. minutes, this man getting murdered. Right. Like, for right. eight minutes. It's not mm-hmm. like a quick, oh, well, right. a shot, just did that, shot, did that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cut and dry like And people guy. watching and his his partner is watching and not even like, hey, bro, get off of him. Mm. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts. Oh, my God. It's yeah. So, it's so tough. And I don't know. I think we, like, as black men, we have to deal with that that mental... That mental piece that that goes with seeing brothers die mm-hmm. on social media mm-hmm. all day long. You get PTSD. Oh my god! Just like that's a form of trauma in itself. Just watching that, because yeah, it could been you. Like my dad, he was telling me like you know he wasn't able to sleep for a couple of nights because I could have been him. You know, mm-hmm. like it it hits so close to home. And I saw this one tweet, oh, and there's so many coons and uncle toms i hear and that's what i hate the most but i saw one a black person say you know the only way we could defeat this if it's we become lawyers and senators we had to become judges but we are these things yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. this is the most black people have ever done we had a black president it was this one state i don't know which one but their own senator was out there protesting and he got tear gassed we're successful and we're still being treated like shit. You know what I'm saying? So, no, we, we're done with doing that. We're Now we're going to burn this whole country down. A hundred percent. We're burning it down. A hundred percent. So what do you feel about the looters, though? What do you, what do you feel about I that? I feel like, I mean, that's what's going to come with it. Well, and I, some people are looting, and they're looting necessities. Yeah. They're getting their necessities, and they're giving back to the communities. Mm, I mean, that's one way to do it. But for me, it's two different types of looters. And it, I hate to make it a black-white thing, but... Black looters, okay, I understand. You're mad, you're right. angry. White looters, it's you're kind of a part of the problem. Right. For me, I don't know. I mean, white people are part of the problem. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Always. Like, but I feel like if you're white, you don't go in there. You shouldn't be going in there. What are you doing? There. Why? Yeah. You can afford this. Like, <laughs> like, nah, like, this is not for you. Like, right. You, your job is to, to help. Um, echo our message. Right. Advocate, to, stand beside us. Yeah, right. Not to go in and break and like. We're not looting for you. Like, why are you looting? What is the reason? Somebody has a white person. Ooh, to me. a conspiracy, Cassie. Right. So, have you heard? Have you seen these like random like uh, stacks of bricks? Yeah. Everywhere? What do you think yeah. that came from? The white people. 
but the like police. The police. You think I it think, came from the police? I think they're purposefully um, creating this narrative. Mm. I think they're planning stuff in neighborhoods. But the police. And the white people. Yes. Well, yeah, same thing. Police. Yeah, same thing. Same, <laughs> same thing. thing. Same thing. <laughs> yeah, I think they're um, starting fires. I think they're um, provoking protesters mm. for sure. Because it's so simple. But look, every protest be peaceful as soon as the police come. Every time. It's peaceful, and then there's a standoff, like we saw in Fort Lauderdale. It was a standoff. It was a woman kneeling, begging um, for Black Lives to Matter, and this white cop pushed her aside. I don't know if you've seen that. And that's when the black cop was like, no, 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 no. Shout out to her queen. And that's how that started. It's always a peace. We don't, when you go to protest, you're not, of course, there's a risk of things becoming dangerous, but it's not your goal. No. Your goal is to really protest, to march. Mm-hmm. Will you fight? You know it's going to get dangerous? Yeah. Every time I see the police comes, and they always come disproportionately to what the situation is. They come ready with riot gear and all this shit. Why? Devil's advocate, I guess, just to make sure that it doesn't get out of hand. Because, I mean, it's their job to stop looting. Yeah, but a lot of times it's not. It don't start with looting. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel mm-hmm. like it's more just like, okay. Prepare for the worst. They give you... I hate to say it like this, but like they give you your time to protest, mm-hmm, and it's time and to go it's home. Like, okay, like okay, now. But it's time why to go is it time to go home? Because this is the time that looters start to loot. Like um, I remember hearing, like okay, during the day everything is peaceful, mm-hmm. but as soon as it gets night, then that's when all hell breaks um, loose. So that's why the police come in and say, okay, now it's time to go home. You know what but, you sound like? I'm just talking shit. <laughs> what do Tom. I sound like? Uncle Tom? (laughs) I'm just kidding. God damn. But another thing that was very restrictive of our riots was the curfew. The curfews. Um, I'm in Broward. I get a text at 1030 that there's a 9 p.m. curfew effective immediately. Mm. Up to um, $1,000 in fines and um, time in jail. Where was this curfew for Corona? They was not sticking to that curfew for Corona like Definitely that not. at all. Walmart closing down at 6 p.m. Walmart was wide booty open during Corona. <laughs> not wide booty. That's what it was. You could definitely go shopping at Walmart. Mm-hmm. And that's what when we talk about, like, systematic racism, when we talk about a inequality, that's what we're talking about. And black people being treated completely different. How for a pandemic, those things were okay. But black people protesting is scary. Walmart took down ammunitions and guns. And mm-hmm. how long have people been begging for that to be done? That's, All these school shootings. They're scared that black people don't get yeah. those guns, 100%. When the white people were protesting um, with their AR-15 for the 17, I don't know the numbers, for um, the states to open up back up again. Nothing. No, no police, Nothing. no army coming in, no Nothing. SWAT team, none of that. I mean, we already know what that is, though. Yeah. And that's what we're protesting for. That's what we're tired of. It's not, I I don't want to say it's not just another black man dying. Him dying, of course, is so sad. But it's this whole system where it's fed up. Mm. And we don't want things to go back to normal. We want this, I personally want everything to burn and start over again Mm. from the ashes. I just want systemic racism to go away i want reparations yes i want more black people to police our own neighborhoods mm-hmm. whether that is joining the police or just i don't know putting I together something reform like, in the police all of too. that all of that man like so if you were president what would you do like if you got elected the president what would you do like in your first hundred days like, wow that's a good question um definitely or some of the things i guess i would definitely figure out it's a lot of money that goes into um Police, it's a lot of money. Like their budgets oh, is yeah. huge. Defund them, put them all back into school, train them, 
I don't know. I just feel like there has to be better alternatives. And then as far as racism, um, systematic racism, how do you even begin to change that? That's the thing. Um, well, I think uh, when you allocate money to where it needs to be, right. I feel like that's number one. And I feel like where it needs to be is in education. Where well, I was to about to say life. that. We talk a lot about the school to prison pipeline. That is so real. Because mm-hmm. from the very beginning, schools in Title, title one schools don't have half as many resources than their white counterparts. Mm-hmm. So when you say that, yeah. And you sure. know better than anybody. Dog, like, I you, see you it. work with these kids. I see it. And just think, you just have, and the crazy thing is you're just born that way. You, you're born into the ghetto, and now you're 50,000 steps behind versus your white counterparts. Just, just a lot. No just, fault of your own. No, no fault. And that's just being born. Not even, you don't have access to all these different camps that they do. You don't have access to all these tutors. You don't have access to none of that. And that self-labeling theory, like it happens, I ain't shit. Because you don't have shit to be mm. shit. The reason I'm not getting these things, it only makes sense that I, I don't deserve them. Correct. Man. Because how else can you explain it? Because I'm black, that's why I'm not, that don't make that sense. Doesn't make you know sense. what I'm saying? That it don't make, make sense. sense. It yeah. doesn't. Especially when we're, I've heard it so many times at my school, I don't see color. These are people saying that. Edu- no way. And I had, once again, I had to, we don't say that. You have mm. to see color. Yeah. You have to, even me, I told them, I was like, I'm privileged. I have a um, higher degree of education. You know, that's privilege right there. And you have to know that. You have to see color. 100%. The fact that you could say that. At one point, one of them was offended. Oh, you're calling me racist. It was a whole thing. And I was like, the fact that you could be offended about that, that's your privilege speaking. We don't get that luxury. Mm. <laughs> we can't do that. You really be talking to these people like this? We had a, we had a meeting. It, it was a I'm whole thing. I'm glad you do. We Keep had a going. meeting, and my AP is very supportive. She's about my admin team is very supportive about that. Right. So we couldn't have these conversations. And they asked me for my opinion. And I told them, I was like, the fact that you could be offended about that, that's your privilege talking. I don't have that luxury. Mm-hmm. I don't. That's powerful. And you had to have these conversations too. And that was my first time having a conversation like that, to be honest, about race and inequality. How can you imagine a grown person? I don't see color. And you know, I, I speak with my face. So when she said that, I said, <laughs> Man, I promise. Anytime I'm in a room, like, and it's like probably one other black person in the room, we just hear these people talking, and we like, we just get that that yeah, black that people look. look like, yeah, he, did you? Did you, you hear yourself? Okay, we here. We we right here right. with it. Okay, I can't be racist. I've been around black people all my life. Ma'am, ma'am, you might be. I don't know. Uh, how long do you think it's going to continue? Um, that's a good question. I see it already losing its momentum. Really? I see it losing its momentum, Um, which is the scary, sad part. Because once again, that day I took off social media, the next day the timeline was kind of starting to get back to normal. Like you were seeing more like personal things, back to being tweeted, things like that. Um, But I don't know. Another two things that bother me, a lot of companies have come forward, their Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. That don't mean nothing. I don't want your statement. We want to see your money. Easy. We want you <laughs> donate. Where Not you even your money. We want to see your your policies your and your po- actual right. Uh, so Jackie Ina, this this one makeup YouTuber, she has this whole movement. It was called um, "Pull Up or Shut Up." Basically, show me the receipts about like your black um, your black employees. Show me how many people black employees you hire. Show me your diversity. Yeah. Or shut up and retract your statement. I mean, we talk about social media and how it's bad, but I get so much information Duh. from that. Honestly. I, I remember I saw one, um, like a thread or whatever, and 
like you were saying, like the company came out and said, we support Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. And then somebody underneath it said, okay, well, show me your executive board. Mm -hmm. And it was all white, white, yep. white, 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 white. Yes. I think it was like one Spanish person in mm -hmm. there. And she was like, oh, okay. Right. right. Because if you don't make a statement right now, you're supporting everything. Mm -hmm. And of course, you don't want to support this. So, of course, I'm going to make a statement. Oh, my God, Black Lives Matter. We're so upset. Why are you upset? Where's the, like you said, give me your money. Show me how supportive you are. 100%. Child. Mm. Yeah, we'll see how it goes, man. It's just so such a weird time. They can just take 2020 back. Bro, just, just, I, the hurricanes are coming. <laughs> and I know it's about to be bad because these last couple of weeks has been pouring. Oh, yeah, it's been really bad weather. Really bad weather. But, I mean, through all of this, maybe we will see a change. And that's where I saw this um, perspective change. Let me see if I could read it. And I guess that could be your boss quote. And I typically don't like when people reframe things because I'm like, no, shit is terrible right now. Um, but it was a nice quote. Hold on, let me find it. And that's someone mm -hmm. I posted. I mean, sometimes you just have to grow through the trauma, grow through you the have to. hardship. Like, I mean, and come back. I remember I was watching a podcast, and it was this therapist, and she was saying when you when you're trying to get past um, whatever happened to you as a kid, like sometimes you got to have a conversation with yourself, mm -hmm. like that child that's in you, mm -hmm. and just look at him and say thank you for getting right. through it, thank you for doing whatever you had to do to survive mm -hmm. and get me here. Mm -hmm. And now you can you can you, you can relax, rest. yeah, you can relax. Now. No, honestly, um, that's that's called like talking to your inner child. We talk about healing your inner child or healing yourself. You really have to do that. Like, mm -hmm. forgive yourself for not knowing better. A lot of times, oh, that's gonna go great into our next topic. Like, you did the best that you could with those resources. Thank you. Your time is done. Let me step up for it. Now I know better. Let me use these skills now for myself. 100%. But the quote, um, dang, I just had it. <laughs> I did my nice little, like, cover up. <laughs> just like, I put a nice little quote on there. <laughs> Where's the quote, man? Where's the quote? Okay. What if 2020 isn't canceled? What if 2020 is the year we've been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw that it finally forces us to grow. A year that screams so loud, finally awakening us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need to change, declare change, work for change, become the change. A year we finally band together instead of pushing people apart. 2020 isn't canceled, but rather the most important year of them all. Mm, people don't want to hear that. Ooh, mm -mm. People don't want to. I don't want to hear it. Hey, man. Because that's so uncomfortable for right. people. Because growth hurts. Oh. Oh, my God. Becoming better hurts. Going yes. for a goal hurts. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. And especially, I feel like people were using that 2020 is canceled as a crutch. You know, mm. quarantine. You know, once again, people are going through some very tough time. I, we get that. But I think some people were, in, that enabled them. You know, this year is terrible. So I don't have to go for my goals. I don't have to work towards them. Look at all these protests happening. This is the perfect icing on cake for a terrible year. But what if it's not? Mm. What if it's just a the start of a revolution. Yeah. Uh, I forgot where I heard it, but when somebody said, when you start asking for God to give you things, expect trials and tribulations yes. mm -hmm. because you have to. Oh, it was this one quote. Don't complain about having a lot of, on your plate when your goal was to eat. Mm. That's it. Like, yeah, that's, it. <laughs> that's what that's, it is. That's literally it. Yeah. I mean, it sucks that it has to go through all these things, mm -hmm. like a pandemic with so many people out of work, yeah. so many people dying yeah. um, with the, the death of uh, George, George mm -hmm. Floyd. Like, it's, it hurts and it's terrible. And it's the, the worst thing that can probably happen. But 
you got to find the silver lining and grow from it. Yeah. You have to. Because you have no other choice. Right. Because this it's is not our reality. Be bitter. Yeah. This is our reality mm-hmm. now. Like, this is it. Yeah. So it's, mm, you got to figure it out. Yeah. Things yeah. are never going to go back to this. Oh, no. They can't. And I feel like the the faster we realize that, the, mm-hmm. the faster we can get out of it yeah. and get back on track to achieving our goals. Mm-hmm. Man, that's, that's a, a, a hard reality, a harsh reality. Harsh reality, harsh reality. So what else we got on the topic today? We were talking about what so, social media. Also on social media, like I said, um, I don't know how it started, but it was a movement that started with people talking about, you know, how old they were with different sexual assaults um, experiences. Yeah, so like it would be like, you know, I was four, I was this age, I was this age, and what was so scary and heartbreaking was some ages were like four, five. Wow. And then some people had, like, you put however multiple ages you felt comfortable with. Some people had, like, four, seven, 20, 20. So I'm not familiar with it. I didn't I didn't know about this part of it. So people are going on Twitter and social media and basically saying that they were uh, abused mm-hmm. or molested and assaulted at these various ages. Mm-hmm. Wow. And yeah. a lot of people, that was a f- their first time ever talking about it, mm-hmm. you know, and Once again, that's the beauty in social media because everyone was able to come and, like, support them. Like, thank you so much for talking about this. Like, because of you, I'm able to finally speak upon these things. The thing about, like, sexual abuse, rape, and all these different things is it comes with a lot of guilt and a lot of shame Mm -hmm. that I did something. I wore this. That's why this happened. Or even a lot of times, and it was crazy. I saw this one tweet. It was like, people were like, oh, how come you didn't go to the police? And this other tweet was like, the same police we're protesting against? <laughs> you know? We don't trust them. They don't trust us. And a lot of rape kids don't get processed. Like, there's so many... If a thing needs reformed, is sexual abuse and um, all that system. But people were coming forward. And people were also coming forward with their abusers and their stories. So, like, putting them out. Instagram, Twitter, all these different things. Mm-hmm. Putting them out and in situations that happened. And it was... Wow. It's, I mean, and it's people that sometimes are close to you that you would never right. ever think these things about. And it just made me think, okay, do, do, I mean, I, I don't want to like uh, give them any like, like um, ground, but like, did they know what was going on? Mm. Did, like, what was their mindset when it was going on, when, when it was happening? Um, I, I just don't, I don't know how to. Navigate through that. It's such a touchy subject. It is a very touchy subject. It is a touchy subject. And a lot of it comes from how society has dealt with it. Um, Society had, if victim shaming is applied to anything, it should be for that. What were you wearing? What signs did you give him? Why did you go up to the room with him? Why did you let him kiss you? Not understanding that you can revoke your consent at any time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And one thing that is particularly hard for people to understand is like you could be raped in your own relationship. Just because, yeah, just because that's your boyfriend doesn't mean that you're, you have to have sex with him all the time. You don't have to. And people find that hard. That's your boyfriend. He didn't rape you. You just didn't want to have sex with him. Yeah, I didn't want to have sex with him. So he raped me. That's what it is. Go on that a little bit further. So you mean, okay, you're in a relationship. Mm Mm-hmm. And the guy or, or girl, because girl. Yeah, guys girl. can get raped as well, and they're, we need to. So you're you're in you're you're about to engage in sexual activity, mm-hmm. and the girl is like, "Man, I don't feel like doing it today. Mm-hmm. I'm tired." And I the guy's like, "But I want to have sex." That's coercion. Like, how would it how would it go? So we were talking about um, coercion, rape, 
mm-hmm. as well as being in a relationship and also being married and being raped by your partner, being raped by your husband, by your spouse, because that is a thing. And it's hard for people to believe that that's a thing. But the moment that you say, no, you don't want to have sex and someone continues to have sex with you, that's rape. The minute that you say, no, I don't want to have sex with you, and you sit here, you beg, please, come on, man, come on, and then you now you feel compelled to say yes, that's coercion. Oh. That's sexual abuse. That's so tough because, I mean, that's kind of like a... From I, I, I want to make sure I say this right. The right and when, way. Like, when we're having these conversations, it's so tough, too, because like yeah. you don't want to be insensitive. You don't want to be ill... Because I mean, so in society, I guess it's the guy's like job, not job, but like duty to initiate. Yeah, to initiate mm-hmm. to like, okay, I I want you to show mm-hmm. that he wants the girl, mm-hmm. and like, I guess get her in the mood right. or whatever. So I can see how easily that could be confused mm-hmm. in a situation like where you're pressuring somebody versus. I don't, I don't get, know turn, get turning you on yeah, or like you getting on. you in the mood. And that's once again, that fine line. And I, one thing about sexual abuse, once again, for me, personal opinion, if that's not how you feel, cause I really have to give that disclaimer with sexual abuse, like sexual abuse could be someone touching you without your consent, grabbing your private part without your consent. Like, you know, when you go to parties and guys, well, you guys just I, be, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know. What I wish a nigga would. <laughs> okay. But guys just be grabbing on you, things like that with, those with that type of sexual abuse for me a lot of it comes with whether you're uncomfortable or not mm-hmm. so sometimes you don't mind getting your butt grabbed right maybe you're going to the party some people that might no, not bother no, them no, right yeah and someone else oh my that's terrible that's life-changing it's the same act it's just how you react so at least for me co- for coercion Maybe, okay, he got me in the mood. I'm okay. But if I really felt uncomfortable, I really didn't want to the whole time we're having sex, I'm not enjoying it, that's different. Mm. And, and I hate to, this is just, the whole conversation, I'm just walking on eggshells. I know. I'm just walking on eggshells. So, what duty is it for a woman to kind of say no or like, I'm not enjoying this, mm-hmm. stop? And that comes with, as women, we're, we're taught to please. Do whatever it takes to please your guy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If he wants to have sex, just have it. But sometimes you don't want to. You're tired. And so then you feel pressured. Oh, my gosh, you're not even enjoying it. So as a woman, it's tough. A lot of women don't realize it, but they might have been sexually abused mm. because you didn't want to. But you felt compelled. You felt like that was your duty as a wife. Uh, and, the, and I think the interesting thing that's happening is, like our perceptions and understanding of these social norms is changing mm-hmm. at a much faster rate mm-hmm. than we are as people. Right. So, and I think that's what's kind of like um, putting people in such a, a awkward, awkward position. Situation. So recently there was something that happened on Twitter where I don't know if you know what stealthing is. I do not. I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> I'm, an, I'm a grandpa. Uh, but this is not a, just a Twitter thing, but stealthing is when you're having sex with someone and the guy removes the condom and continues to have sex with you. That's right. That's right. Because you consented to have sex with a condom, not without a condom. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that that's rape. And a lot of guys are doing that. So it was this thing where people were airing out guys for doing that, for stealthing. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, I didn't know that there was something. I didn't know that was wrong. So there's a lot, like you said, there's a lot of miseducation. There's a lot of stuff that, because when you think about it, sexual abuse education is just now starting. Right. When we talk about consent and all these different things, that's probably been 20 years max of that. 
we're 25, so that means for we're, we don't really, we're not up to par when it comes to things like that and body autonomy. So a lot of time people get caught up in these situations, and like you said, they don't know it's wrong. Right. And then now you're on Twitter, and you didn't know that you did it wrong, but yeah, you did it. This this just goes back to like something I'm doing too is unlearning mm-hmm. a lot of the behavior that was taught yeah. as a, a child, like and as a young adult, because we we don't really learn from professionals how right. to, um, I don't know, to go after a woman. You mm-hmm. don't you don't ha- you don't learn from professionals. It's just right. like okay, this is. The un- this is my understanding, right? This and it's a lot of trials and errors. Right. So my what am I have worked with one person definitely was not gonna work. Like some people like to be chased hard, you know. Some people mm. like that. Some people might chase hard. So now that that that's and so confusing. I to know. A and then when someone else might be like, "Oh my gosh, she's stalking me," you know what I'm saying? Once again, every case is different. It's about how that woman feels. Mm. Does she feel safe? Does she feel? Um, protected. Does she feel like she saw, she still has autonomy over her own body? That's what it really comes down to. So you might be doing the same thing. That's why a lot of time you'll see guys have like a long history of rape allegations and they don't understand that what they're doing is wrong because they might have worked previously before and no one has ever Nobody come ever forward. Said yeah, anything about they never knew that they, some guys have been raping. They don't know they've been raping. And then they, they think teach it's other okay. people. Oh, this all I do yeah, is do this. All and I do is I, I give bro, her a couple of drinks and we good to go. Bro. <laughs> and it's so when all these people were coming forward, it's so many homeboys protecting their homeboys, their rapist homeboy, it was mind boggling. Well, that puts them in an awkward position. I've been hanging out with this person forever. Mm-hmm. I know who they are. I know he, he right. would never um, knowingly, I guess, right. um, sexually assaults, rape, like, you don't, you wouldn't believe that. Right. Just like a, a mother wouldn't believe that about right. her, her son or daughter. Like, it's, it puts you in an awkward position. It is. Personally, if, when it, if I was a guy and my homeboy, my close homeboy, I don't know what I'd do. Like, you're right. Like, this is someone I grew up with. This is someone I know. And I hear these things about him. It's like, fuck. Dude, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, how do you hold him accountable for his actions? Because that's not something that you condone. But at the same time, that's your homeboy. But at the same time, what the fuck? We don't do that shit. You know what I'm saying? So I can understand as a homeboy, like, how conflicted you must feel. But as a woman, for me, I always believe a woman. Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. As a woman, like, if you tell me that's your abuser, unfriend, delete, I I did it. Just That's why I don't have... Not even the luxury. I don't care to question you because I know you've been questioned enough. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I know you've gone what what you've gone through. And especially like it, when we talk about the school system, if this happened when we were in college and it's someone that you see every day or someone had, had the same friend group as you, how many friends you lost, I can only imagine what you went through. The little bit of support I could give you to know that I hear you, I stand by you, I'll do that. Yeah. Believe women. I mean, that's just really what, what it is. It's and uh, I, yeah. I know. <laughs> Let's just not say that. that's in that with that topic. It's a lot. If you don't, just be quiet. <laughs> if you ain't got nothing hey, to say, man. just be quiet. And I seen a lot of people talking out their ass. Just talking out their ass. Just just talking. Yeah. You don't know what happened, and because you don't know what happened, you can't negate someone else's experience. You can't. Especially about something like that, something like that. Yeah, I mean, and and another thing is, is somebody's loved one like um, you are going like you have to understand your bias. Like you 
Of course, you're going to believe that person right. because you love them. That's you your, know them, and you person. know them. That's your dog. Yeah. So. But you don't know everything. Because a lot of, you don't know what kind of childhood they had. You know what I'm saying? You don't know what experiences they had with sex because a lot of rapists have sexual abuse history, you mm-hmm. know, in themselves. Hypersexuality is a thing after rapes and sexual abuse. Like, What's hypersexuality? When you're just very sexual. And we see that a lot with um, young rape victims or kids who've been molested when they're young just because they they never had any chance of forming their own identity with sex. They never had any chance of having, I don't want to say normal, but a age-appropriate relationship with sex. So now they just know sex feels good. And guess what? When you're young, you want to do what feels good. So you start just having sex all the time because it Mm. feels good. So now you're... 20, that's why, uh, for me, it's hard for me to call people sluts, whores, because a lot of it comes from a, a sexual abuse background, past. Some, well, I mean, some people just like to fuck. Power to you. But some people, it is trauma-based. Right. And that's a trauma response to it. Yeah, it's tough. It's a lot. It's and tough. We're expecting everybody to know this by the right. age of 16, I know. 15. And a lot of it, I had to learn in school. I had to learn... Um, in grad school, too, mind you, how to deal with sexual abuse victims, how to help them work their trauma. And that's why I'm so educated on it. And like you said, imagine someone our age, they don't know that. Mm-hmm. If they've never, some people don't have their college education. They've never had WEC, Women's Empowerment Club, NAACP meetings. They've never gone to things like that where we've had those topics of discussions. They don't know. Mm-hmm. So what would you say? And I guess this is kind of a weird question. What would you say for a guy? What, what would he, what is he supposed to do? He's been accused of something that he feels like he did not commit. He did not do. Mm, what would you What would you say to him? Like the the actions already happened. Maybe you ha- you weren't in a relationship with this person, mm-hmm. but y'all had some type of mm-hmm. understanding or whatever. Um, what would you say to that person who was accused? What would Yikes! I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have no answer. For that. I don't think I have an answer to that. I think someone was telling me that um, sometimes um, the um, abusers just go online and they just like out there. The person who's been abused like out there abusers online without ever talking to their abusers. But I don't see anything wrong with that. Like maybe you're not comfortable speaking to abusers. Maybe you're not comfortable explaining to them what they did wrong. You shouldn't have to explain to a grown man that you raped me. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. You shouldn't have to know. You shouldn't have to. have to. You shouldn't have to ever speak to a, to your abuser. And do you do you have a responsibility to come forth though? You don't have to come forward either. I don't think you do. Hmm. I and that's why it was so important for these people who are coming forward because that was the first time in their ever they've ever talked about it mm-hmm. since their childhood. That they, you don't have to come forward. If you do, that's great. Because some people think about it, they've probably worked it out through therapy. Mm. or they found a way to numb the pain. You don't have to come forward. That's your story. That's your secret. That's your, I don't even say secret. Secret sounds so shameful. That's yours. You know what I'm saying? It's whatever you feel comfortable with. I've seen a lot of people use it, um, use their story and step, come forward and start foundations and all these different things, but you don't have to. Mm-mm. You don't have to. And some I know a lot of people were seeing all these tweets and wanted to come forward. And if you didn't, you didn't have to. If you didn't feel comfortable, you don't ever have to share something you don't want to feel. Mm-hmm. I, would ju- I guess I just would say for, for men, just to do your research, like mm-hmm. really understand what's going on. 
Um, if you're in college, go to these meetings. Go to these like, meetings. Learn. You don't have to say anything. Just learn. Just sit and learn. I would even say, like, hang out with women, you know, um, in a friendship way. Just to st- And they'll tell you about different interactions that they've had. Not even full-on disclosure, but even like going to a party and I was groped. Like, sometimes you, you literally just be standing and you just feel pans on you. You know, like, how uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you have these conversations with women, you'll be like, damn, this shit fucked up. You know what I'm saying? They'll give you a bit more sympathy. I mean, to switch gears a little bit. So if you're in a party, right, mm-hmm. and a guy has to get past you, <laughs> what is the proper way for the guy to get past you? What, what do you think? So for me, one big thing is I don't like touching people. Because of trauma, because I'm, I don't know what trauma they've had, but once again, that comes from my education. Mm-hmm. So personally, I excuse me, miss, excuse in me. In the middle of a party? Yeah, because from, they're not going to hear. Or on the shoulder. So your shoulder is a safe, a safer place. Two tap, boom boom. Excuse me, miss. Mm-hmm. Niggas be hands on the waist, man. I'm not gonna lie, on my hands on the waist, like excuse me. Duh, hands on the waist. But once again, you don't know what trauma that person has. You're right. You're right. And it's that could trigger that good. shit right back there, back and in that moment. From now, on, now you know better. Yeah, now, know you know better. better. Yeah, now you know 100%. better. Now you know better. Or if there's a way you could look them, excuse me, I day I. You know, people don't like being touched. Yeah. But once again, those are things that you don't think, you don't even think about. Exactly. Those small little those things small can trigger things. somebody because of past right. yeah, traumas. You really just have to assume that everyone has a trauma and move accordingly to that. Yeah. To be honest. That is definitely true. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. That's what. Right. Just in case. Yeah. Whoo wee. So moving forward. Moving forward, <laughs> be conscious of. Uh, other people's traumas because mm-hmm. you don't and know. And yours as well. Like and, and yours as well. What are you projecting? What are you thinking is okay? That's not. What mm-hmm. are you not verbalizing? Also, men and women. I would say mm-hmm. do your research on what's appropriate and what's not because, like you were saying earlier, you might not even know that you were sexually uh, right. abused or something like that. Honestly, and you're dealing with these things and you're just like, why do I? Mm-hmm. Why am I like this when somebody right. touches me like right. that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even like, I think it's a person, but even me, like I had an experience I thought was <laughs> cool, mm-hmm. but I had to, pro- so we were talking about it and I was like, girl, no, that was definitely not it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But once again, that's why I talk about um, your mind state. Did that make you feel uncomfortable or not? Because I wasn't uncomfortable, but looking back at the facts, that shit was not okay. You know what I'm saying? So once I don't, but yeah, I don't want to give too saying. much. But it was like, well, okay, let's talk about legality. Like I was underage. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So no matter how okay I was with that shit, I was underage. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, right. So no matter, I couldn't give consent, or I thought I had consent, but no, I was underage. Mm. So and those are things as guys, I feel like it's tough. With guys, you know, because some people are not upfront about their age, or some sometimes guys don't even ask about age, and they get caught up in situations like that too. That happens all the time. Oh no, man, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I could say. Hey man, That's I all I could say. This, so I was I was talking to a friend. He was saying people are gonna have to start doing consent. Like uh, you might have to, but the thing about consent is like you need consent at every step of the sexual way. You know what I'm saying? You do. Oh, God. I know. So it's like, okay, can I eat you out? Bet. All right, can we have sex now? Bet. All right, can I? So while you have, but like, even with that, is okay, can we have sex? Can we keep having sex? Can I? Mean, I that's so, you know what I mean? 
but the, even that, um, you kind of how, how do I even explain it? Can I lick your toes? You can't. <laughs> oh, you're not good with licking toes. My bad. bad All right, but, I'll go back. But up. the thing is, like, even if you and the person, like, once again, you're in a relationship, maybe that one day you don't want to have sex. You know what I'm saying? Right. But because you've been so accustomed to having sex all the time, you just assume, yeah, we're going to have sex. That's what we always do. But that one time the person doesn't want to have sex, and then you sit here, let's do it. We always do it. What do you mean? And that's when it becomes into coercion. And it's just so tricky, guys. Do you always have to communicate with words with consent? I'm going to give the proper answer. <laughs> yes. Yes. So you just can't start having sex with somebody. And you always have to say, can we have sex? The proper way? Oh, I'm, Because, uh, once again, this is being recorded. I don't know who's going to find me late. I yes. hear you. I, I hear you. Yes. I understand. It's just. Because that's what happens a lot with the rapist. She, she wanted it. They always say she wanted it. She didn't She stop was me. okay. She didn't stop me. She was okay with it. Oh. Right. Because, and mind you, your body reacts, is going to react to sexual touches. She was wet. Or his penis was hard. Yeah, because it's a touch. I'm, I'm getting stimulated by that, but that's not what I want. So a lot of time, rapists will be like, oh, she was wet. Um, he was hard. That's your bodily reaction to being touched there. That don't mean I want it. Oh, I know. God, I know. Is, it's really that's, tough. That's, that's, that's sad. Yeah. That's really sad. That's. But, wow, that was, we went deep. Yeah. We a deep cut. Yeah. So moving forward, how could we... Um, let's move. we gotta end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, all, we tried to end. We tried to end about fifteen minutes. I ago. know. Um, on a lighter note, the I don't even know what to say. I think that's why it's so important to have a partner that you can communicate with. One hundred percent. Communication is key. Communication is key. Hey, I didn't like that, or this happened. I didn't like. It. I didn't feel comfortable. Someone who respects you. Um, ladies, don't go to parties. Don't go over guys' house by yourselves. Um. Make sure your drink is always covered. Like, we say all these different things. And just be safe. Guys, don't be doing that shit, man. And girls, too. Girls rape guys, too. Fuck, bro. Chill. Just, there's so many, so much pussy out here. Like, bro. I don't know, really. Just do better. 2020, come on. This is a year change. If So if this is, like, resonating with you and you was like, damn, bitch, maybe I'm a rapist. Just do better, you know. And women or guys, everyone. Would you say that they should contact that person and be like, I'm sorry that this happened or I feel weird about it? Would you? Um, if I was listening to this podcast and I realized there was an experience like this that happened, I would reach out. Mm. I'd be like, hey, I was listening to something or with all these things going on. I realized that I potentially may have made you uncomfortable or forced you to do something that you didn't want to. And then work through it. I know. That's a lot to put on somebody. But once again, that's like, what I would you, do. You were assaulted. I mean. And then the girl's like, oh, shit. Wait a second. I was assaulted. But once, I don't. One, I don't know. It's just so awk. Not know. even. It's just, it's tough. Because it's like you, what do you, what is your moral compass? I guess, I do? guess that's not your, because you were the one who did it. It's not your job to make that person come forward. They so, don't have to come for it, but you can still take accountability for your actions. That, that's what I'm saying, but I feel like it's more it's more for your um, well-being Co- than um, them. Clear conditions? That depends. Um, yeah, it's, it's not for them. It's like, I, I, I don't care. I'm not giving you, I don't know. I see where you're coming from. Um, that's an interesting it's one. It's tough. I don't know. What would y'all do? Let us know. I would, 
Yeah. What would you do? Let us know. Drop a drop a <laughs> comment below. What would yeah, you what would you in your scenario, what would you see? Yeah. A girl or a guy, if you felt uncomfortable about something you did to somebody, mm-hmm. what would your I think I be? would You would? I would come forward. I would apologize, yeah. I'm on the fence. I don't know. Just because I don't know really. I'm on the fence. It's just so tough. And the thing about those things is it's so situational. Like it was it someone you had good history with and was it someone that things ended bad with, you know? It sounds like those things don't matter. Oh, bitch, it don't. It don't, because you still did something wrong and you still got to own up to it. Yeah. I don't know, really. L- let us know what y'all think. So, to end this off, because we got, because we just keep Jesus. going down. <laughs> Jesus. It just, oh my goodness, just have these conversations. I think that's the most important thing. Have that's why we, it's so important to get involved um, on campus, because we had organizations on campus that were having these difficult conversations. Shout out to BSU, but we still WEC, NAACP. I mean, they did their, their best. They, they did their best. Because we got some type of um, information. Oof. Y'all, we're going to have lighter stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but we had to have these discussions with y'all because it's very timely and we want to stay relevant and we had to. So thank y'all so much for listening to this episode. Don't forget to follow me at QueenCast underscore X3. And me at Just Do Right and Giddy at Giddy Love Jones. <laughs> and don't forget to follow the podcast page on IG at um, Good Intention Pod. And a YouTube page at Good Intentions. Toodles! (laughs) Bye, (laughs) y'all. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.